Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot Podcast. It's the podcast that's hosted by me, Brandon. It's Monday in the music room. Monday in the music room. It's where Brandon talks about stuff on Mondays in the music room. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's not very complicated. It's not overly wild. Not overly, you know, complex. But it happens. We're doing this together. Not a huge show lined up tonight, but we've got some cool stuff to talk about. Since there is no lost update this week, we're just going to be moving on. Next week, I should be back with the beginning of Season 6, the final season of Lost. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you are like, share, subscribe, support. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster 8 the Pilot. You can watch the video on Spotify. I've got some sexy-ass blue lighting going on here tonight. It's very blue. It's overly blue, maybe. Too much blue. Drape me in blue, man. Um, No, yeah, like I said, not a whole lot going on tonight. But we're going to talk about the fall of House of Usher. I watched that this week. I'm going to give a few thoughts about it. We'll try. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of spoilers. But obviously I'll have it timestamped so you can avoid it. It's still pretty new. Less than a month old. So if you haven't watched it, I'm not going to spoil the poo-poo out of it for you. <laughs> poo-poo. <laughs> also, Brennan's going to talk about his first ketamine therapy session. And uh, the wild, wonderful mind trip that he went on holy good god almighty stick around for that because some wild shit goes on in brandon's mind and he got to experience it in a completely different way and jake got to watch me trip balls it was awesome it's good time great time also had uh went to dinner afterwards i had uh some duck pasta and i was disappointed not that it tasted bad but you know like we got a charcuterie board right for like an appetizer, so like cheese, some peppers, some pickles, some other stuff, bread, and it had some duck bacon on there. I swear to God, there was more duck on the charcuterie board than I got in my pasta. They gave me like, it was just like the pasta, and then like four pieces of duck bacon. I was like, this is $45? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? $45 for this? For this? But they made up with the, the dessert we had. Oh my God, man. Whew! Good dessert. Excellent dessert. Wonderful dessert. Uh, let's not talk about what we was eating. Uh, before we get too deep in the show, um, i got to send my thoughts out to uh, Louis Diaz from Liverpool. Um, his parents were kidnapped in Colombia. Like, that's fucking wild. Um, they have got his mother back. The police were able to get his mother back. If I'm thinking correctly, one of the kidnappers was killed. Or two of them were killed. Um, his father is still missing. Um, that's insane. It's that's that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Um. Yeah, I mean, all the best. Hopefully, this gets resolved without any more death and destruction, and everybody gets home safe. But that's just uh, crazy. Uh, Yo, uh, Diego Yota scored a goal today, and um. Um. Lifted up Louis' uh, shirt. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, God, that's insane. His parents were kidnapped. All just to get some money, man. You know? Just just for some money. You know, people gotta die or people's lives have to be completely changed. People have to trust each other less because some dudes just want some money. Somebody got money and they want it for themselves. So they kidnap his fucking parents. I remember, um, was it Alex Avila? If I'm thinking correctly, it was Alex Avila. I think he was, when he was playing for the Tigers, 
he was a catcher for the Tigers. This has probably been maybe a decade ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, he, I think he was kidnapped. Like he was like, uh, I think he was in the, getting free within like 24 hours. But it's crazy, man. Kidnappings. It's fucking stupid. Why? I don't know, man. I think it's part of my uh, ketamine therapy is this very communal thing. We'll get there when I talk about it. Felt very at one with a lot of things, man. It's wild. But no, like I said, thoughts out to Louis Diaz as he goes through an odd time. You know? He's just a... It's not like he's like some politician. He's a fuck... He plays a sport. You know? No reason for this shit. It's ridiculous. Nah, but let's get into the show proper. Like I said, I think I've already said it, but make sure you like, share, subscribe, support. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster Eight Pilot. I said I don't have a whole lot going on this week. Um, like I said, really, it was just built around the ketamine therapy session. Um... I think Friday, Friday I decided to watch the first couple episodes of Fall of House of Usher, and then I wrapped it up last night, watched the last five. I'll probably have to give a proper rewatch before I can really judge it uh, critically. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before where I've said, you know, usually when I watch something for the first time, I'm just watching it at entertainment level and just like, just am I entertained by this? Yeah, this is fun watching it. Then when I usually when I rewatch it where the more my critical eye comes in, I really start like critically kind of, eh, does that make any, any fucking sense whatsoever? And uh, that's where I start getting into, like, you know, like I said, like the first time I watched The Witcher, I'm like, you know what, this is fun. And then the second time, I'm like, you know what, I hate every single fucking second of this. I didn't, I don't say I hate every single second of it. I'm like, you know what, I don't like this that much, actually. Then the third time I try to watch it, I'm like, you know what, now I really do hate this. This is awful. This is the worst thing that's probably ever been adapted. Like, what the hell is happening here? What the hell? You know? It's stupid. Can't believe they wasted that. Henry Cavill wanted so bad to play Geralt of Rivia, and in three seasons he's like, you know what? Can I just not play this anymore? Can I just get out of here, please? And they're like, yeah, yeah. We don't even know what the fuck this show is. We don't even know what the source material is about. We don't know anything, because you know, that's how it works now with writers. Is the less you know, the more likely you get hired to something, because then you can take your own fresh spin on it and have no idea what it actually is about and whatever. I ranted a lot last week, didn't I? Pretty sure I did. I did a politics rant last week, didn't I? I did. And on top of uh, thoughts for Louis Diaz, obviously thoughts to everybody in Maine as that crazy fucking situation goes on. Um, God, dude. Why? 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 I don't know, man. I want to believe in the world. I do. I want to believe in the world. I want to believe that, you know, as a society, as as a people, we are moving forward. And I think we are. I think, obviously, we get into these negative stories that just attract your attention easier than uh, positive stories. Um, that you start really having this negative view on everything. And I, I really try not to have a negative view on everything. But, man. Just, you become so jaded and bored and just tired What's that old, uh, that's that, uh, Bouncing Soul song? Sex and violence has lost its charm. I need something to amuse. War is boring, it's not enough, I need a shock down to my shoes. Yeah, just like all these shocking things just don't do it anymore because, like, you're just so numb to all these things that should really bother you, but it just, they're just, you're just pelted with them all the time that you're just kind of numb and just sick of it. And, um, I'm sick of it. We're all sick of it. 
like even like you know we can bitch and complain about what the reason is about you know why stuff like this happens and we can have our different thing that differing opinions but truly at the heart of it we all want it to change we all want it to not be happening <laughs> i just i just wish the answer was uh you know doing not, i just real i think we all should know that the answer to mass shootings is not do nothing and they'll go away i think we all should agree on that whether you agree getting rid of guns or whether you agree Arming people with more guns, which, you know, I personally don't believe, um, would solve the problem. At least do something. Because the status quo, obviously, is not fucking working. I know I try not to, like, address this shit and talk about this shit. You're here to, like, tune out. But, man, it's just, it... It's a wait. And it's just a matter of time before somebody I know, personally, gets affected by this. Or I have to be in a situation where I'm like... Oh shit, it's a, you know, it's an active shooter drill, and I have to know what I'm fucking doing. Because it's just a matter of time. Before all of us are involved somehow. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of killing my own vibe here. But, you know, you can't have, you, this stuff this big, you just can't laugh your way through all the time. I usually try to joke about everything, and... It gets it is it does get harder. It does get harder just to kind of like, you know, smile, think everything's gonna be alright, or just try to take people's mind off of it because your my own mind sometimes just can't get off of it. But I want to do my best. I always do my best to help you. Kick back, relax, and rewind, man. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to be like smart. I'm not a smart guy. I don't know how to do it. Took me like 35 minutes to write that thing on there, on the chalkboard I put up tonight. And it took me right now to realize that it, it, you re if you read it, it's backwards. And you have no idea what the hell it says. So I wasted all that time for nothing. Maybe when I watch the video, it reads the right way. Maybe it's just like you hear it on the camera. I don't know. I've, ne I've never thought about it until right now. Like, this is wild. This is wonderful. This is Monster 8 Pilot. This is definitely something that is taking place in the present day. Why did JR text me again? Oh, that's right. He's talking about a movie. This is riveting, isn't it? You guys know Barbarian was made by one of the guys from Whitest Kids You Know? You probably should know that by now. Let me text that back. Not the one that died. Trevor, he's the one that died. Got, I guess he was drunk and fell off a ledge. It's a rough way to go. It's one of the other ones. I can't remember his name. I think he's in the movie too, Barbarian. Whatever, I still haven't watched it. Uh, shit, let's get into this show. Let's get into, let's get into the Fall of House of Usher. Um, I really enjoyed this quite a bit. Good vibes. You know, I'm not a massive Edgar Allan Poe fan. I'm kind of like, you know, uh, probably like the Cliff Notes, almost all of them. I like that it wasn't just like based on just the one Fall of House of Usher story. He incorporated a lot of the different like stories. Like um, I don't know him by heart. Like uh, the names. I know obviously the one of the episodes is called Mask of the Red Death. I know that one. The Raven, obviously. Uh, there's one where somebody's in the catacombs and gets bricked up. I know uh, they reference that. Like you know, there's a whole bunch of references in there. 
uh, they you know do the Annabelle Lee. That's like one of the characters' names, Annabelle Lee, and uh, they basically say the whole poem in like throughout the whole show, but like through different parts. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the casting was really cool. I thought Michael Weisman was supposed to be in it, but he never. I never saw him. And that disappointed me. I like Michael Weisman. Um, but no, I thought the casting was really cool. It was really fun. It was a great uh, kind of take on American consumerism, capitalism, um, the ability of the uber-wealthy to be able to do whatever the fuck they want, almost as if they made a deal with the devil. Um, there was one massive Trump reference... <laughs> <laughs> that was, I thought a little bit on the nose, so I didn't, I was gonna like, I kind of cringed a little bit at it, but I'm like, yeah, you know, it kind of works within like the show and all that, so I'm kind of like, yeah, it's not that bad, but like, it was so on the nose, I was kind of like, whoo! <laughs> um, what's the family? The, uh, oh shit. Shit, what are their names? Purdue, Purdue uh, Pharmaceuticals, Purdue, Purdue what? Purdue Pills? I can't remember. Purdue Pharma, uh, the Sackler family. This is that's basically who the um, ushers are kind of modeled after, of, because in the show, minor spoilers here. We'll get into ma- maybe some major spoilers here in a little bit. Um, the ushers are a pharmaceutical company who made their money off of like their billions off of a pain. Oh my God, pain medicine. Pain medication. What the hell, Brandon? Painkillers. Woo! My mind went blank. Some painkillers. Very reminiscent of the Oxycontin stuff, like, you know, where they marketed it as, oh, not addictive at all. But really, it was highly addictive, and we destroyed a high entire generation of it in real life. So, obviously, they used that kind of as an inspiration for the Usher family. Um, I thought it was really cool. Um, fuck the Sackler family. Um, hang them high on, um, well, the ones that are left, or the ones that are still had anything to do with it, because almost all of them are dead. They got to die nice and free while everybody else is a fucking prison to the fucking pills they, like, pumped into our communities everywhere. Um, especially, like, my community. Well, I had to watch, like, family members die or family members ruin their lives or friends ruin their fucking lives as they became addicted to worse things because, you know, Oxycontins, they just pumped them into them. I remember being prescribed, I think I told this story, I threw my back out when I was uh, young. I was, like, 19 or something like that, 20. And I had went to the urgent care just to make sure I didn't tear anything or maybe if I needed like a more of a deeper consultation and they just prescribed me like three different types of really heavy painkillers like I don't need these and that's just how it was and like late 2000s early 2010s uh Portsmouth all the fucking pill mills everywhere that's what a lot what this story is so I connected a lot with that part of the story about these scumbags who made their money off killing people basically the millions and millions of lives they completely destroyed in the sake of the American dollar I think we all know how I feel about a lot of that bullshit, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But I thought that was really, really cool to see and watch. Cathartic in a lot of ways, watching what happens in the show happen. Um, no, I thought the casting was really good. Um, all of the major players, so Mike Flanagan stuff's there. Henry Thomas, uh, Rahul Coley, um, Carlo Giugino, Bruce Greenwood. I mean, Katie Siegel, like... Everybody you've seen and like his stuff is in this, you know, except Michael Weisman. Uh, <laughs> even uh, what's his name? Is it Longstreet? I think it's Longstreet or Stonehouse. I can't remember the guy's name. He plays the drunk in Midnight Mass. He plays like the the um, the house the caretaker in 
uh, what should we call it? Oh my God, Brandon, come on, Haunting Hill House, jeez. No, but I really liked it. I really enjoyed a lot of it. There's some epically great shots, like cinematography wise. Like there's one in like one of the last episodes where a character just opens the door, and just the way it's like set up and shot, like the way the door just kind of like slowly opens, and her like walk in, like the little tracking shot they have here. It's just it's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, my only, like, wish here was that originally, instead of Bruce Greenwood, right, am I, I am right here, it's Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Greenwood. Originally, it was supposed to be Frank Langella, who is, uh, a titan of an actor, um, was originally supposed to play Roger Gusher. Um, but then, I guess, during the shooting, Langella, there was a scene... That uh, he, I guess he kind of stepped over the line with a female uh, co-star. She kind of confronted him about it. And he said, and uh, this is, I think, all allegedly. I'm not going to say this is exactly what he said. But he's like, "Uh, tough shit, toots. And then slapped her on the butt and said, give me a sandwich. Kind of, but not exactly what he said. Maybe maybe I paraphrase a little bit there. But yeah, so obviously uh, they fired him for it. So, you know. And as a talent, like this is all just based on just talent. I like Bruce Greenwood. I think he did a great job as Roger Crusher. I do feel that Frank Langella would have been better. He he has that, like I said, he has that, like, aura about him. Like, if you ever watch Frost Nixon, like, he has that kind of powerful aura thing about him. Now, Bruce Greenwood doesn't quite have, but like I said, Greenwood's good. It doesn't, like, really take from the show. I think, really, it just would have added to the show having Frank Langella there. But obviously, totally understand why they said, you know, Get out of here. So, sad for... Sad that people had to go through that. You know? Shut up. I forgot to mute the computer noises. <laughs> uh, no, but it was really good. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I think if, on first watch, I would probably comfortably put this third in all of like the Flanniverse stuff on Netflix. So, everything from Haunting a Hill House moving forward. I you know... I'd probably put it third behind Hill House and Midnight Mass. I like it more than Bly Manor on initial watch. Um, I like it more than Midnight Club. Like, so, I'd easily put it third. I think they're... I, I, I can definitely see it. I I can see it going either way, maybe not liking as much rewatching it or liking it more. I can see it getting on the same level as Hill House. Um, I still think I would like it more than Bly Manor on rewatch, even if I don't like it as much. Not that I don't like Bly Manor, I just think it kind of gets a little bit convoluted and kind of overstuffed towards the end, and just kind of loses its way. Even in like the last one of the last episodes, like the best episode of the season, I feel kind of like, holy shit, what's happening here? And then like you leave characters for a while, then you come back like, oh shit, I forgot this is even happening. Um, has no chance of catching Midnight Mass because like the more I think about Midnight Mass and watch Midnight Mass, I uh, will always I. It's starting to get to that like Godfather level of like yeah it's it's top tier everything. <laughs> it's like it's one of the best things I've ever like experienced. Um, no, but I, I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, I don't think I'm going to spoilers actually. I'll probably rewatch it before I do a big spoiler thing on it. Um, so yeah, you you don't have to skip forward because I'm not going to do it. I think part of it is also I watched the last five episodes in like one go. So I need to make sure I kind of like pick up certain things because I feel like there's a couple things I'm kind of like missed out on just because, you know, like uh, 
thir- Friday when I was initially watching it, I almost fell asleep during the second episode, I think, or maybe the third episode. And then I almost fell asleep on like the second episode I was watching last night, then kind of kicked out of it and ended up watching the rest of them. So maybe I missed some stuff here, but um, like I said, there's some great stuff in here. Great stuff in here. Not overly, overly scary. It's kind of like that's what Flanagan's kind of gone to. Is like, he does, like, yeah, he's kind of making horror stuff, but it's not ever overly scary, but it's not, it doesn't mean that makes it bad. You know what I mean? Like, there's obviously, there's a couple big jump scares. Um, they use the music and stuff like that. He doesn't, you know, Flanagan's great at never overusing that stuff. Obviously, he makes the joke in Midnight Mass, like the first episode, where he literally just does jump scares for like a minute and a half straight, where the point was, which is funny. It's like, yeah, because, like, you know, they're just overused in horror anyway, so he's basically critiquing the whole horror genre for using that big loud noise and, like, you know, the jump thing. Like, oh, big scary cloud scare me. Um, yeah, I think that he does a great job. And so he, he interspersed him here and there. Then there's other things, like, there's, like, a little one in the first episode. He's like, oh, my mother's behind you. Like, they're having a conversation. He's like, I'm not looking, you know, start talking about, like, negotiation tactics and the, like the camera cuts in front of him and they don't use any music or scare but then you see that there's like the ghost like not like a ghostly figure but like this kind of like, guess ghostly figure is standing right right there beside his shoulder and you don't see like above like the waist yeah and it's like whew, yeah the chickens come home to roost in this show how about that that's the best way to put this yeah so right now i think initial viewing probably b plus and like I said, there's a lot of times where it jumps up into A minus territory, A territory. Um, I don't know if I have a singular episode I would call out to be like, oh, that's the best one. Um, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of great sequences and shots. There's great performances. Eugenio is fantastic. Um, I'm not sure why I said it that way, because she's always fantastic. Cool, Eugenio. She is. The light of my life. I'm not sure why I said that either. I apologize to her. I apologize to you for having to listen to it. But she's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Mark Hamill's great as Arthur Pym. Um, I've never been a huge fan of Mark Hamill. I've liked his voice work, like when he did like the Batman stuff. But as an actor, I've always kind of meh about him. But I think he does a really good job here. So, good for him. Maybe he's got a career in this after all. Maybe he could be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> He's Luke Skywalker, if you're an idiot. Um, whatever, what the hell are we talking about? Anyway, yeah, check it out, watch it, tell me what you think. Uh, Fall of House of Usher, I enjoyed quite a bit of it, almost all of it. Because I can't really think of anything I really didn't enjoy, at least right now, without writing stuff down. Maybe I'll do another rewatch, maybe I'll rewatch it this week and write stuff down and talk about it next week, then I'll talk about Lost, and this will just be a TV podcast, who knows? Um, also watched I Think You Should Leave. Um... I'm starting to think that that ghost tour sketch is a political commentary, but I'm still, like, putting it all together. Um, there's so much... Deep. I just watched Shirt Brothers. I also got my shirt for Shirt Brothers, so... That fucking... That sketch is perfect. That's the most perfect... One of the most perfect sketches ever, is Shirt Brothers. I almost tore down the right brothers, brother! <laughs> Promise me you'll never do another rule. <laughs> Big gulp. So let's get to the crux of the episode. Let's get the hell on out of here. Brandon tripped his ass off this week. Oh my god. Woo. You know I've talked about? I've smoked weed, I've done edibles, and I've never felt anything in my life. Well, I did ketamine, and holy shit, guys. 
I'm not, I'm not fucking with you. I'm not messing around. I'm not kidding. This is not me exaggerating at all. I thought I was Jesus Christ for five minutes or five hours or five million years. I don't know. Time went away. It was insane. Like, the thing I was most worried about is that, like, when you take the pills, you have to put them in, like, in your lips, like, in, like, in between your lips and your teeth. And you gotta keep them there for about seven minutes. I was like, God, that's gonna be tough. Because, like, you know, that's just, that's torture for me. I don't know why I produce a lot of saliva. I think you can hear it when I talk. Maybe I just pointed out to you the glass shattered, and I just ruined the podcast for you in my bed. Um, well, they told me how to sit, and you listen to like this one guy give a little speech, then you hear like some music stuff. Actually, the speech is like seven minutes long, if I'm thinking correctly. Then you hear a chime, you spit everything out. They're like, you know, your you know your mouth will go numb. That's normal. That's no problem. And I could feel my mouth going numb, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling much. And they even warned me. He's like, you know what? Your first session, you may not feel much. Excuse me. Drink too much water. Um, I'm sitting there, and I don't know what time it is. Dude, I'm like excruciating getting through. All I'm thinking about is like how much like fucking saliva is built up in my mouth waiting for this stuff. And the other problem was they're like, you can't swallow any. Because if you swallow, apparently it can last long and also maybe get you sick. You might get like, like stomach, may get upset and you may throw up. But also like it can make you go longer than they intend for you to do. Like, it could be like, oh, yeah, it could be like, uh, instead of, you know, really, your effects are two to three hours, you could have it for, like, eight to nine hours if you ingest it. I'm like, ugh. And, like, when I'm putting the pills in, one of the pills is kind of, like, powdered up a little bit. So, like, it's kind of crumbled, so, like, I can't, like, place it in my mouth. Like, I have to, like, kind of, like, pop, pop, pop it in like a tic-tac. So I do that, and, like, I swear, immediately something went down my throat. And then I'm sitting there, and at one point, some more gets... I'm like, oh, God, this maybe I'm going to die. I don't know. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm not really feeling anything. And I'm like, all I can think about is saliva in my mouth. And then I swear, it was just like a snap of the finger. I'm like, I felt my shoulders kind of dip. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm in it now. And I, I swear, like, right after that, it dings in my ears that the seven minutes is up, so I can spit. I do that, and, like, I come up. And, like, for some reason, I'm trying to pause, like, the little music thing, even though it just should continuously run. As you put, like, your sleep mask on, your headphones completely back in. And, like, I get, I'm get i doing it in my uh, recliner. So I'm just going to recline back and just experience everything. Um, I tell Jake, I'm like, hey, can you set this to seven minutes for me? And afterwards, I asked him. He's like, I had no idea what you were trying to say. You're just like, you're just, you're just like it's like seven, seven minutes, man. <laughs> I was like, it's like this. And I could not, like, at one point, I, like... I put my spit glass down, and I go to grab my water, and like to wash out my mouth a little bit, spit some more, and then at one point I start picking up the spit glass to bring it up to my mouth to drink from, which was a bit a horrible idea. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Put the sleep mask on, went back, and oh my god, guys! I swear, I, I'm telling you, I literally thought I was Jesus for a little bit, or at least I was God, maybe. I, I don't know, man. It was intense. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And it's just, it was like I said, it felt like maybe it was like for 10 seconds I thought that, or 10 minutes, or 10,000 years. Like, I kept seeing nature stuff. I kept seeing, like, trees. I kept seeing, like, um, like the origin of man or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, it was insane. I'm like, why am I thinking about this stuff? And there was, like, at points, like, I almost, like, would consider it like a uh, cosmic choose-your-own-adventure novel. Because you do have a little bit of control in there. So, like, there was a couple of times where I started going down, like, things. I'm like, I am not ready to deal with this yet. 
like uh, just like some deeper things. Mostly because like I wanted to experience this more than actually just like really deal with stuff just yet. So like I started getting into things. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, and I was able to get myself back out of it and like went down a different path. Like let's think about this now, and I did. Uh, a couple things I kind of unlocked there was that like um, especially it was like relationship stuff about and the idea of like chapters in your life that you thought you had closed but you really hadn't like almost uh the best way i could put it um it's like you thought you had closed the chapter on a like in the book but instead what you did you closed it too quick and you just smudged up all the ink you basically closed the book before the ink dried so basically you smudged it all up so when you go back to try to learn from it and grow from it you're not even sure what you're looking at because you were too quick to try to move on from it um that's the best way i can kind of put what i was kind of realizing in this state was it like, man, I have a lot of things in a lot of people that, like, when things went the way they did, I kind of just closed the book and ran away instead of properly closing, like, properly finishing the chapter, chapter, letting the ink dry, and then closing the book. And, oh, man, it was... Whew. Also, I thought the music sounded like Lord of the Rings, so I kept seeing fucking elves everywhere. It was... <laughs> it was awesome. I thought I was going to go fucking... Kill a damn dragon. Blow up Mount Doom. Rewrite Rings of Power. It's going to be awesome. And dude, like I said, it felt like forever. But it also felt like a second. As I told Jake, I'm like, dude, if, like he's like, did it feel like an hour? I'm like, yes and no. And also, it, like, dude, it felt like a second and an eternity all in at once. Like, I can't 100% like recommend it yet because it's only one session. Obviously, I want to go through what it's like when I'm not just like ready to go for it. Uh, I got to do it again this week. And they're upping my dosage, which makes me a little bit anxious. <laughs> I'm like, I felt pretty good on 400 milligrams. I don't know if I need 600. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but Jake's going to sit in with me again because he's a trooper. He said, I mostly move my hands a lot. It was like me just like, I was like, you sit there and like you, he said you could tell you were like following something. Because, like, your head would, like, go, like, side to side. Like, but then all of a sudden, like, you start, like, working your, like, moving your hands oddly as if you're trying to work something. I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Yeah, and, like, dude, I felt weightless. I felt completely changed. And, like I said, I think, like, the crux of all of it, man, it, it was very communal. Like, I felt, I don't want to sound overly hippie douchebag here. I felt at one with a lot of things. People places, objects, things, nature, whatever. Like, I saw a lot of, like, trees. I saw space. I saw stars. I saw, like, it was... It was traveling, like, started. It was like Fantasia from Disney. It was just a wild stream of colors and just, like, imagery and dreamlike sequences. It was a lucid dream. That's another way to put it. Like, a dream that you could control and, like work on so I'm excited I'm going to dig in I think uh, they have a path for me like they gave us like what path do you want to choose grief uh, depression anxiety um, mine was rewiring the brain so I can maybe see if I can rewire my brain into doing certain like to develop better habits that I uh, you know you heard me last week going nuts about my ADHD and about not getting shit done. If this is something that helps, I can rewire it to where I can be more on top of things and not be so sidetracked and be a little bit more present, be more in the moment. Not just at home when I'm trying to just clean, but when I'm with my friends and I completely miss a whole important conversation or I don't react properly to a heavy subject because my brain is kind of elsewhere and I just have to say, oh, sh not so much, oh, shit, that sucks, but I'm not there or I come off more selfish because 
I'm not giving the proper, almost like Dennis and It's Always Sunny. Like when Charlie comes up and says, you know, his mom's got cancer. He's like, oh, man, that's just, it's real bad. Like, you know, just like not the proper way to like that. And Charlie calls him out for it. He's like, what the hell is that, man? He's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling the cancer thing. <laughs> I just want to have feelings again. Uh, no, dude, like, I would definitely, like, it's, I guess, uh, obviously you'd be careful. Make sure if you ever do something like this, you do have people with you. Obviously, Mind Bloom makes you have somebody with you. So I have Jake with me. Jake's one of the perfect people to have. One, Jake's experienced some stuff like this. Also, Jake's a nurse. So if I started dying, he could probably save my life. Um, if you ever want to, like, do stuff like this, obviously, have somebody who knows what they're doing with you. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm never going to outright tell you to do anything. I do think it's great to experience something completely out of your comfort zone from time to time. This was definitely that for me, and uh, I thoroughly did enjoy it. Like, every time I think back on it, I feel like I have a smile on my face because it was just like, holy shit, man. Like, it's like, and I felt better. In the past, like, few days, I have felt better about myself in ways. Um, I just, I feel like a little bit more up, a little bit more... What's the better one? Not so much happy, but just like kind of more at ease. I'm not so tense. I'm not so irritated. I'm not so whatever. And I'm a little bit better at getting things done. Like I did clean this week, but obviously Jake was coming up, so I had to clean. <laughs> it's a trick. But, you know, yeah, it was fascinating. It was fascinating, man. Um, hopefully I put a game plan together. Maybe I can close some of these chapters a little bit more properly. Go back and rewrite them. And close them more properly. And then move on from them in a better way. Because you kind of realize when you don't close things properly like that, you end up carrying it around. And it keeps you from moving forward in like other areas of your life. And you don't even realize it. That's like the thing. It's like I was like realizing, oh, because I didn't do this, that's the reason why I can't do this. Even though on the surface you would never see the connection between the two. Like, um, oh, I didn't talk to this person the right way the last time we spoke. So this is the reason why I didn't print out this paper at work, you know, like two completely things like how do those connect? Like I could see the connection between the two of them during this state. And it's like, holy shit. That's why sometimes I completely lose, like miss the mark on something is because of this comp like thing that I would never have thought about in just regular therapy. Um, yeah, it was just, like you said, it's opening a different pathway in my brain to think about things and connect things and understand things or just understand myself. It was wild. And awesome. And wonderful. So, I said, I'm not going to say, hey, go do go do ketamine. I'm not going to say that. Don't, you know, if you're not comfortable doing it, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if you think it's something you can help and you do the proper research into it, you look into it, and you think it's like something you could definitely do, um, you know, I'm going to say go for it. But, you know. Make sure, yeah, you say you do your proper research and you look into it. And make sure it's the right choice for you. Don't feel pressured into doing anything. Because some people, they don't like it. Um, some people, they'd rather do, like, if you're doing like alternative therapies, there's, like, MDMA, where you do, like, Molly. Um, I guess that's another way to do stuff like that. There's mushrooms and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Baby steps. Baby steps. I don't know enough about anything. Remember that. That's the key to this show is Brandon knows nothing and doesn't know much about anything. But yeah, ketamine therapy was wild. I get to do it again this week, so we'll probably have an update next week. Hopefully, it's like, I'm cured! It's not, never going to happen. <laughs> uh, 
I did have to take uh, my blood pressure. You have to take your blood pressure because it can raise your blood pressure when you do stuff like this. Um, and I got it, and I was like, it was like before the actual session. I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. And I, I take it, and it came back as like 84 over 62, my blood pressure. I'm like, I think that's dead. I don't think that's a real reading. That can't be a real. I don't think 84 over 62 is a real blood pressure reading. I think that's literally like you're dead. So that must be broken. So I tried it again. And it came back this time as like 187 over like 112. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, Jake's not coming over here to watch me do ketamine. He's coming over to take me to the hospital because I'm about to have my heart's about to blow up. Um, and then I took it again. I was like 110 over 80. I'm like, that's about perfect. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And it turns out I just don't know how to use it by myself. So the girl like showed me how to use it properly and got pretty solid. Like it's a little. The first number is a little high. Like second number's. Perfect. Right in the wheelhouse, bro. I've never had high blood pressure. That was like my worry. I'm like, oh, you know, because I started thinking, you know, I went to the doctor, obviously, a couple months ago, and they gave me cholesterol medication. I'm like, let me guess. One of these side effects from my cholesterol medication, oh, it could raise your blood pressure. And then when I go back to the doctor, he's like, oh, guess I got to give you blood pressure medicine. So now I'm taking blood pressure medicine and cholesterol medication. Like, oh, because of that, this is going to cause this to go up. And since that went up, you're going to have to take these medications. All of a sudden, he's just pawning me off from fucking pills and just pill, 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 pill. And that's how they get you, dude. They prescribe you one pill that gives you the side effect that makes you have to get a different pill. You know what I mean? You know, we spent, like, more money on Viagra last year than we did on health care. I don't know. I'm just making that up right now. But we probably did. Like, old dudes in, uh, on Capitol Hill, all they care about is getting a boner. So, you know what I mean? They they look into Viagra far more than they look into anything else. That's for damn sure. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I'm not sure why this is happening. But it's happening right now. And we're all experiencing it. It's weird. It's wild. It's wonderful. It's Brandon. It's Monster Ate the Pilot. It's the show that you have come to know and sometimes enjoy 80% of the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Now, but before we get out of here, I do have a band of the week. Band of the week is from Toronto. They are called PQ, PQ, PQ. I've talked about them before on the podcast. I've been listening to quite a bit of PQ, PQ, PQ. Um, PQ, PQ, PQ. They are a fun band. They don't do anything crazy. They're I, I'd put them in that same realm as like uh, the Bouncing Souls who don't ever do anything different, but it's still awesome to hear them do what they do. Like they, PQ, PQ, PQ. They do a lot of songs about just hanging out with friends. Drinking, skateboarding, just, like, pretty basic stuff. Like, nothing crazy. It's just, like, always the same stuff, but it always works. And somehow they also mine some, like, deep-level things every once in a while. Or they're able to kill some, like, or have some killer lines. Um, Listening to Sick Days, which is their new record, Sick Days. And they have this song called The Night John Buck Hit Three Home Runs. And I believe it's about the singer and his father. His father dying. And, like, you know, they had to, like, you know, the night John Buck hit three home runs, they raced across the city to try to get to the hospice. And they had this line in there, man. That is, like, just... Mmm. We can't stop you from dying, so we'll just stop you from dying alone. And, oh, baby. That's a line. That's a line. That is... That's one to write home about. And then, like, the whole second verse, man, especially, like, obviously, I had my relationship with my dad. There's a lot of stuff about baseball in there, too. Um, you know, the whole second you know, verse about going to parties, you know, he feels nervous, so he pretend that he's you. 
because you were never scared of the parties. You talked to everybody in the room. Um, at one point, he's like, you know, the tie, the ties aside, you're always my best friend. So we'll watch a little baseball like I know you wanted us to. Because not every night that we get three home runs, especially by the same dude. <laughs> Go Blue Jays. <laughs> like, man. Who... I, QQQ is like one of the only bands I can think of that could use the word dude in some weirdly profound way. <laughs> like, I say dude, and it's like, God, you're a douche. But they use it, I'm like, damn, man. That, that, that hits a different way because they said it that way. Especially by the same dude, Go Blue Jays. John Buck, man. I remember him. I wanted the Reds to get him, but they never did. He was a decent little catcher for a couple of years. Now they have some other songs. Like, like they can just get so like surface-level basic on songs. But they still work. Like, there's a song like called I Want to See a Wolf. And guess what it's about? How they want to see a wolf. Not a wolf, like, at the zoo, but in the wild. Like, when they're driving on the van. They want to see it. They don't want to go, like, to New Jersey on the, like, a dead one on the turnpike. They want to see a live one out in the wild. And they want their eyes to meet. And, like, how, like, you know, he wants to... Then it turns into, like, this whole song about, like, liberation and, like, just being yourself... And, like, you know, getting out from underneath, like, the microscope of what, you know, modern society puts us under with capitalism and whatever else stuff you could think of. All on the idea they just want to see a wolf running wild and free. And it's like, holy shit, how did you make this simple song that you guys are probably goofing off with in a van on a cross-country tour into something that I kind of think about for, like, hours afterwards, man? <laughs> No, nah, but I love PQ, PQ, PQ. Check them out. They're a lot of fun. 65 Nichols, like uh, Glory Days, uh, Kathy Lee Hoda, um, I Don't Matter at All. Like, God, dude, they have so many great songs. I was really happy to see them live when I was in Toronto when they opened for the Hold Steady. I know they're, like, huge. Hold- I know at least the singer, their main songwriter, singer, I know he's a massive Hold Steady fan. Like, he was always like, I'm going to be right here in the very front for the Hold Steady show. So, yeah. And, yeah, it's... They still put out just, like I said, it's just quick stuff. I mean, you get the whole album, you can listen to it within a half hour, like typically. I don't think they ever do anything over a half hour long. 12 songs, 28 minutes, like just right in that comfort zone or just like, let's get this shit done. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think I'm going to let you go tonight. Thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. If you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster 8, the pilot. You can watch the video on Spotify. Uh, you can try and decipher what I've written on the chalkboard, which even if you, well, even if it's not backwards for you, if it reads the right way on your video, um, it's still chicken scratch because Brandon still writes like a toddler, being left-handed, and using chalk is a pain in the ass. Um... You can always ask me questions. If you want to be on the show, let me know. If you've got the questions or answers, you just let me know. You can email the podcast at Monster 8 the, show, at Monster 8 the Pilot the Show at Gmail. Just remember there's periods in between each word. Um, I've never checked that email, so there's probably dozens, dozens of questions in there. Um, I'm still not going to look at it afterwards. Um, yeah, and also you could always just text me or just whatever. Uh, JR asked me about Barbarian. I haven't watched it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, he didn't seem to be a fan. Um, so, hmm. I feel like I talked to Jake about it. I can't remember if Jake liked it. I think Jake liked it, but I think he said it was mediocre. But Jake says mediocre on everything, so. I don't think Jake's ever liked a single fucking thing. Also, also okay, hold on. We're not 100% done here. So after I come out of my kind of like high with ketamine, 
one, I have to do it. You know, I have to journal for a little bit. I journal for a little while. Then I went and talked to the lady again, and I kind of talked to her about experiences and what I was looking at, what I was seeing, wanted to go into. Um, and afterwards, Jake made me watch. What was it? The, the Spirit Within, or what the fuck is this movie called? Spirited Away. There we go. Yeah, this Japanese like anime film that was fucking. Trippy by itself. And I'm still in the come down stages here, man. I'm still kind of trippy a little bit. And I'm watching this Japanese movie, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening, man? Huh. Huh. It was rough. Movie was pretty good. I don't think we finished it. And like I said, I don't know if I could really focus on enough of it to like really give you what the hell was going on. But it was wild. Whatever I was watching was fucking wild, man. <laughs> I know it's like one of the all-time like uh, highest-grossing movies in ja- Japan. I almost said Japan. Not sure why. Japan. Um, yeah, but thanks for that, Jake. Yes, bastard. <laughs> no, that, that's it. That's it. That's the actual one of the show now. Uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much. Stay positive. Get better. If you need me, find me. Uh, make sure you uh, check out the sports show if you're so inclined. I do have to say real quick, I forgot actually one more thing. If you've listened to the sports show from this past week, I did have, like, I kept talking about how there was a mess up. Like, I, I, I kept going back to this really stupid thing about the MLS playoffs. It was an error with the MLS website that was giving me an error for, like, both number one seeds in their games. So, like, yeah, like, whatever I was talking about was, like, off, but it was because the MLS website was, like, wrong. It was telling me wrong information. So, whatever. Anyways, yeah, that's it this time. Peace out. I'll be back Thursday with the sports show. I should be on LC Transfer Room tomorrow. And then I should be back next Monday with... The Lost Rewatch Season 6 begins. LAX Parts 1 and 2. And then... We'll have some more ketamine stuff. And just whatever else is going on in the world of Brandon, man. But thank you so much for listening understanding all the fun stuff. Peace out. 10-4, daddy-o. Let's get the hell on out of here.